It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You getting ready to get nasty? 
Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Booker T, WCW five-time champion and WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to In the Room. Now, can you dig that, sucker? Radio Network at VOCNation.com and TheBradyHicks.com. We are streaming live and, and so excited to be here with all of you. I'm Brady Hicks, joined once again by the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Not much. How are you tonight, Brady? I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, uh... <sighs> if I smile, it'll all get better, right? I, I, I'm doing okay. <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, one of those nights for sure. Uh, Maniac Matt Grimm as well. Matt, my friend, we're, we're back once again. I uh, have no doubt it's going to be a night that we remember. For, uh, <laughs> for Aren't they all? <laughs> uh, I think I used to tell my exes, you know, you're 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 so special. I will remember you forever. Uh, that's uh, oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah, I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> I don't remember who I said that to though. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome one. Welcome all. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, we're here. You know, we're we're live. We're we are on the air, and uh, we're gonna take your calls tonight. Of course, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. I would assume Stro Maestro is going to be joining us in a little bit, and the usual cast and crew as well, and uh, lots to talk about tonight. You know, it's, it's been interesting. The uh, the SummerSlam build is starting to uh, to grow. I I've heard SummerSlam is going to be everywhere from uh, the Performance Center to a ship in the middle of international waters to uh, Atlantic City, <laughs> uh, which is kind of like a ship in the middle of international waters if you think about it. While I can assume that the, I, I mean, does the president even own any property in Atlantic City anymore? Um, I'm thinking yeah. this can't be through him. Uh, that would be 
really ugly for a number of reasons if, <laughs> if that were to happen. Um, I really hope <laughs> nobody involved is even considering doing that. Um, I, I, yeah. I, it would have to be at the arena I, again. Right. It's so, but then if it has to be empty arena, why even do it in another place other than the performance center? Yeah. Why pay the money? Mm-hmm. I mean, ironically, you know, I, I just watched the Swamp match, and I feel like I got the Atlantic City feel hey, just watching that. Things we gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Oh, man. So anyway, so lots to talk about tonight. Of course, there was the uh, Underground Raw Fight Club that we are allowed to talk about, and we can talk about that tonight. Matt, some interesting parallels. I don't know if you want to get into everything from our discussion or if that's best left unsaid. Uh, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, but there is a lot to uh, to say about it for sure um, because it was um, different for sure. It It felt like something right out of 1997 before, like, WWF really like got their footing as far as what they wanted from the Attitude Era. I'm talking like early 97. We're talking like like Sid dropping Bret Hart on his head and pinning him uh, three weeks before WrestleMania. Like that kind of, you know? Like, yeah. WWE is like a, like a moldable clay right now, you know? So we can talk <laughs> about that for sure. Uh, <laughs> right now they're, ever, they're whatever you want them to be. Exactly. Emphasis on the silly. Um, <laughs> but, oh man. So, there, so there's a lot, you know, WWE, obviously SummerSlam coming up, AEW. Um, I'm, I'm interested. Matt Hardy said that, um, being the elite, their podcast, they're going to be openly mocking the, uh, the, the, the fight club from raw. So that'll be interesting, uh, compelling stuff to watch. And uh, and a special guest tonight, by the way, uh, Kathy. Um, I don't know how well do you know Reckless Donnie Hart, because I know him pretty well. He he used to terrify me. He's terrifying. He did. He did. And I'll tell you why. Um, so back in the day, and I'm talking years ago now. This is all water under the bridge type of stuff. Uh, but back in the day, Reckless Donnie Hart. He was one of the last trainees of Larry Sharp in the Monster Factory, the original Monster Factory, right? Mm-hmm. And I was part of a kind of a, an offshoot group, New Moon Rising Wrestling. And um, yeah. there was a lot of, uh, I guess you'd say, heat between the two companies. So I'm sure you remember. Um, a lot of words kind of exchanged and uh, a lot of met, a lot of talent going back and forth uh, not necessarily to perform on shows, but to uh, harass the other side. And and Donnie Hart was somebody that used to terrify me because he came around once or twice, and um, you know, at at his uh, at his people's request, he, uh, he he scared the bejesus out of some of us. He he threatened some of. But that was a long time ago. I, I will say that that was a long time ago. Uh, Donnie, since that time, uh, we've gotten to know each other very well, and he is a, he's a tremendous fellow. And uh, quite a story, uh, really quite a story. Uh, his brother, he lost him. Uh, I believe he was in the military, and he, and he died. And um, maybe Afghanistan. Um, I don't remember offhand. And then uh, that was followed up by a stint in jail. So, like, I mean, this guy, he has, like, this, this Matt, this could be a WWE DVD, like the redemption of reckless Donnie Hart. Like, this guy, 
has literally been through hell and back. And uh, I, I believe, in my opinion, uh, he's the perfect example of what you would want from a role model. You know, somebody that has totally turned their life around and uh, is just absolutely doing amazing things with himself. And I, I, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, we've been, I've been wanting to do this for years, Kathy. But um, these last couple of years in particular, I know he's got a podcast of his own going on and he goes around, he does like these cheesesteak samplings all around the city. At least he was before, before the, the coronavirus hit, you know, he was, he was going okay. to all these different places and he was video logging and it was very good stuff. Uh, Donnie is a great guy. And I, I don't mean That's to awesome. like make him, I don't mean to paint him in a terrible light because I'm sure that new moon was doing some stuff that wasn't necessarily uh, that nice either. Um, we were just unfortunately soldiers on different side of a war mat, you know? And um, right. at the time it felt much more important than it kind of does now. But anyway, uh, so reckless Donnie Hart will be on with us in a, in a little while. And I am excited about that. Like I said, um, this guy has been through hell and back and he's just such a tremendous fellow and I'm proud to call him a friend. So it, it'll be, um, I think it's going to be a very, very fun, compelling interview. Um, so there's that, you know, and obviously, <laughs> Matt, do you want to get into the comparison? I, I don't even know if it's like, if it's even like, I don't okay know how to apt like, it is. It, it, you know, it, it, it was, it was, it was really more of an observation that I was like the first thing yeah. that popped into my mind with, with, yeah. cause I, I tuned into the show late. And the first thing that I saw for Raw Underground was maybe 30 minutes beforehand with Shane saying uh, Raw Underground is coming up at 10. And there were two dudes grappling on the mat behind him. Um, right. So, I mean, maybe we just leave the details of that before between you and me. But the, uh, yeah. the one thing that I, I kind of wanted to uh, – I don't know what to make of this thing. <laughs> I just don't. Um, I mean, it, it, it brings to mind the brawl for all, for some reason, which is kind of ironic that WWE acknowledges publicly now that, that, that brawl for all sucked, but right here they are doing like a fight club style. It was a weird fight club style segment with like, with like dancing girls, you know, yeah. like, if they had cages for the dancing girls, I wouldn't have been surprised. And I'm like, this all just feels very out of place in 2020. Well, sure, yeah. I think it was how Vince originally envisioned Shotgun Saturday Night. I mean, by all descriptions of, like, what they used to say that Vince wanted for Shotgun Saturday Night and, and what this was, uh, yeah, it, it, it's supposed to feel like like, uh, like an underground nightclub where they're illegally fighting, you know? And uh, that's what it felt like. It was weird for me because in the beginning it was a bunch of unnamed guys. And, um, I mean, I know some of them because they're independent wrestlers, Kathy. Like, for example, Mike Reed was in it. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he fought the Viking Raider guy. Um, but, yeah, no, it was just strange. And then they started, like, introducing, like, real people. You know? But, but Raw, like, what, what, like it, it was weird. Well, like, what's Dolph Ziggler doing participating in this? Like, I don't know. Like, like normal wrestler Dolph Ziggler, and here he is wearing jeans, like fighting in an underground lake. You ever see the movie Warrior? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of the Joel Edgerton character in the beginning. Like he's got a normal job that he goes to every day, 
but at night he goes to these clubs and like and ends up you know getting into like bar fights for money and come I'm like why is Ziggler here this makes no sense and I, WWE has spent the last what seven or eight years trying to emphatically hammer home for the fans that Dolph Ziggler doesn't matter and now right. you're showcasing him in, in this event for some reason <laughs> I don't know like, I, I kept well, waiting. I, I I kept waiting for for your boy Blue to show up. You know, I th- it felt like old oh. school to me. Like I was waiting. It was like the hobo fights in uh, in in old school, and I was waiting for Blue to show up and do some damage. Yeah, I mean, poor That's Dio Madden. Like. like Dio Madden was still wearing yeah, his thank pants God he when was... he was commentating Raw, and like nobody <laughs> in, nobody in wardrobe told him to like now put some jeans on or something. Like this is this is an underground right. fighting club. Like you're not gonna wear like these these checkered plaid pants to like, to like fight in well these uh, guys i mean he probably brought his gear to do commentary hoping that this would be the week you know yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know but it was funny they didn't even call him dio madden they they just like he was just this big guy he, he was just a dude he was just a big dude I'm, who, who I'm, came in and got I'm, beat up by I'm, a dude who's much smaller than him unnamed fighter for uh, you know forced into servitude on the uh, in the it's <laughs> crazy. Forced to fight crazy. against his will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For a meal, maybe make make it for a meal, and uh, that's that's what it is. Um, I I read a report, Kathy, and I found this really telling. Um, and again, I think it just goes to show you how far off base WWE is, at least in their own bubble, in their own thinking. Matt, the, the the title of the report was WWE to resurrect um, a lot of Attitude Era concepts, right? So I click on the article, and all they're talking about is how WWE wants to have more factions. As if to say factions are what made the Attitude Era. Uh, I'm rolling my eyes. You can't see it because this is, you know, a podcast and not television. But <laughs> just, just I mean, envision me rolling my eyes at that. <laughs> we've we've quietly been seeing it for a little while now. I mean, obviously you've got uh, you've got uh, Zelina Vegas group. You know, you've got um, you've got Seth Rollins Colt. You've got the Hurt Locker. Uh, you've got um, I'm trying to think who else, who else, who else. There's a bunch though. I, there's a bunch. Um, so there's all that. Yeah, I, but I don't know. Like, what, I feel what, like factions. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna We're say, just gonna I feel like factions are like that's like factions can be good, but they have the potential to make you really lazy, especially if yes. you're already doing lazy writing. Because then it's just when you don't know what to do, somebody you put them in the faction. Right. I mean, the sole faction during the Attitude Era that was main event level. And it wasn't. It certainly wasn't every member of the faction was main event level. Was DX? Every other yeah. faction in the Attitude Era was a mid card faction. Well, I mean the Heart Foundation. Okay, but I, I mean, all right. Well, I know they went away. The Heart early. Foundation exists. Yeah, they they they. They were definitely yeah late ninety seven. They were done. Yeah, I mean yeah they because by ninety eight Owen I, was in the nation. Yeah, right. And I, I would, I mean, I would put the start of the Attitude Era at SummerSlam '97. Like, probably that's the night that starts it. And 
yeah, they're gone by three months later. So, all right, so they're there for a little bit, but... That's true. That's true. Yeah, and other than that, I mean, who else you got? You got, like, Chains and 8-Ball, right? You got the, uh, you got Salvio Vega's group. I'm trying to think who else was, like, a faction back then. Uh, I mean, later on in the Attitude Era, you had, like, the Job Squad. Um, it wasn't like factions were, like, the main... They were always more of a WCW thing, I always thought. NWO was dominant faction that dominated yeah. 75% of the program every week. Yeah, and then they had, you know, the heart down, or not the heart, the, the, the four horsemen, and um, and the NW, obviously, they offshot, you know, they had the red, the white, they had the Latino world order. Um, there were a lot of different kind of offshoots of, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, basically, when it boils down to it, there were two very similar factions, and one was kind of uh, the WWF mainstay, which was DX, and one was the WCW mainstay, which got even bigger. It was the NWO. Yeah, what about, yeah. around what year was uh, the Nation of Domination? They started in like 96, I want to say, or 95. They 96, were around the earliest. Okay. I think yeah. 96, right? Doesn't that sound about yeah, right? Because that's kind of when, Farouk came in as the gladiator in 96, right? So it took him a couple months of that. Before they yeah. kind of started, and then, and then the Rock joined in like '98. It really didn't yeah. take hold until '97, when the Hart Foundation yeah. wrote those nasty things about them on the wall. Right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm only. <laughs> Is it crazy that I can remember more about Raw from 23 years ago than I can from the one from? Four weeks ago? I don't think no. it's crazy at all. Those shows were <laughs> compelling. Yeah. The, the, I mean, Those, you know, they weren't always pretty, but it was it was compelling. You can always say that for it. I mean, I, I will say this. Um, I feel like the baseline for today's shows, at least in terms of, like, quality, the talent, not necessarily the writing, but the quality of the matches and the talent on the show, the baseline for today is a lot higher than the baseline during the Attitude Era because the Attitude Era had very, very high and very, very low. But one thing that I really liked about the Attitude Era is that everybody on the show, even if it was like Al Snow or like Steve Blackman, everybody had something to do on the show. Yeah. You know? Whereas like today... Everyone was in a storyline. Yeah, Exactly. It wasn't even just the a women. Feud, it was a storyline. Yeah, ab- yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas, like today, a storyline really only lasts during the course of one show, if that. Sometimes you get two or three storylines in one show. Yeah, and then they're over, and that's the end. WWE a couple of years ago, and then maybe this is the topic for tonight. Maybe this is what um what we should be talking about because I think this is this is the bigger trend. The WWE needs, and they always get away from it, Matt. I don't know if it's because of injury or just concern that, like, the talent isn't there, whatever the case may be. But several years ago, they made the bold decision to promote WrestleMania's main event, The Rock and John Cena, exactly one year before it started. Mm-hmm. Yep. They did, I think they did that in 2013, I believe, or 2012, something like that. Um, but they, they promoted it from the night after WrestleMania all the way to the next year. 
And um, that was something back in the day, if you remember, Kathy, they would lay out WrestleManias, like one WrestleMania is over. They basically had like a two or a three-year storyline arc sometimes as far as like what their main event guys were doing. Like, you know, Hogan hadn't even lost the title and they already figured out that, like, Macho Man was going to win the tournament and take the mantle the next year, and then they'd take it from there with him versus Hogan. They knew that yeah. two or three years out. Yeah. And they don't do that anymore. But if they did, Matt, I feel like the shows would be, at least, there'd be some continuity there. Well, I, I think you hit the nail on the head where it's like, yeah, the quality of the, of the wrestling itself is definitely better than what it was in right. the Attitude Era. But it's but it the guys who were doing the wrestling, I'm just not compelled to care about one way or the other. It's not even that I dislike them; it's that I don't care. But I can why I fault is the such, writers for that? I don't fault them. Oh yeah, no no no. It's not it's not the wrestlers. I have to imagine that, you know, given the right circumstances, a lot of these guys, if they were allowed to go out and talk, could get themselves over just fine. Yeah. It's definitely the writers. It's definitely them being handcuffed by, uh, what did John Moxley call him, a 74-year-old madman or whatever, <laughs> something like that that he said. <laughs> yeah. Even, <laughs> yeah. Even if, yeah. like, um, <laughs> listen, even, like, uh, you drew the example in our kind of chat the other night. Uh, like Drew McIntyre, right? This guy's the WWE champion. He's worked his entire career to get to this point. And all he wants to do is talk about getting fired five or six years ago. That wasn't a yeah. highlight. Why would you keep bringing – and if he's writing his own promos, which, like Derek said, that he thought he was, I have no idea who's writing those. I, I would have imagined he was working with Paul Heyman, and now that Paul Heyman isn't there – he probably has Bruce Pritchard helping him, but he's probably just reiterating Paul Heyman's concepts because Paul Heyman's not there to help him with it, especially right. since he's yeah. not on the road right now. So I don't know. Like the whole thing is weird, but I feel like all those veterans, you know, that are backstage and like all those agents, nobody can pull him aside and say like, Hey, why don't you worry about like making this match instead of tearing you and your opponent down? to Raw. Uh, he was a good guy during his NXT run. He comes to Raw, he's immediately mm-hmm. bad, but he comes in acting like he's the damn Terminator. And now he's sitting here talking about that time he got fired. Well, what was that now? Like, eight years ago? Nine years ago? That's ancient history. He's already defined himself up from that point. He's been back in WWE for what? Like four years? Probably getting close to five? There's no need to keep talking about that anymore. Like the lowest point in his career. Well, dude, you're you're the king of the mountain right now. Right. Like Randy Orton, Rick Orton shows up, he should be trying to rip Orton's head off. And <laughs> right. Orton should be trying to get away or sneak attack him or any any of those types of things. But to have them sit there and have one person stand in the ring and the other person stand on a stage and it's exaggerated in the performance center because there's only like what twenty feet between them. Right. And talk garbage, and everybody just like you know you lay the title down like a, like you're drawing the line in the sand, but nobody does anything. They're just talking. It's like going to a bar and watching two guys like bump and in, drunkenly bump into each other and spill their beers all over each other, 
And then instead of actually finally throwing down, they just jaw jack, and then it cuts to a backstage interview for some reason. Again, and we've been talking about this for so long, it's nauseating. Uh, but WWE at some point decided they didn't want any one star to be bigger than another star, at least among their top-level talent. So now, as a result, um, as bad as it was during the John Cena era, there at least was a direction there. You knew John Cena was the top guy. You knew you had The mm-hmm. Undertaker. You knew you had Triple H. You knew you had Edge. And, like, there were a lot of strong personalities. Um, not everybody can win all the time and not everybody should lose all the time, you know, but with this parody booking, um, everybody's the same. Would I be surprised to see Drew McIntyre lose to Randy Orton at SummerSlam? No. Would I be surprised to see Drew McIntyre win at SummerSlam? No. Do I care one way or another? Not really. The only thing, the only part of me that wants Drew McIntyre to win is the part of me that wants Drew McIntyre to be able to have that title in front of a live crowd to see how he actually does his yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And that is a long friggin' way away from happening. Yeah, at this point, he could lose the title. Soon. Yeah, at this point, he could lose the title and chase it until next year's WrestleMania, which probably won't be in front of a crowd either. You know what? I. I'm afraid. I'm afraid you're That's probably horrible. right. Uh, but yeah, to me the the the, I mean yeah, I want to see him go in front of a live crowd to see if 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 he's got it or not. But even if he does, does it matter? Because what I'm afraid of is they're going to do the same thing to him when he eventually loses this title that they do to everyone else when they lose a title. Suddenly, their motivation to hold that title just completely evaporates and disappears, and they don't care anymore. Like yeah. Seth Rollins lost the Universal title. What probably about nine months ago, right? Nine, ten months ago now? Halloween, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was September or October, I guess. But has he yeah. made mention of even sniffing a top-level title again no. since then? No, he no. cares. For some reason, he cares more about gouging out Rey Mysterio's eye week after week than he does about holding the top prize in the company. And they do this to all of these. Every these guys lose their titles, and then they're they're fine with it. They don't care. It you you know the next yeah, week it, it's, like, it's another day. It used to be when you took the step up to that next level, you didn't go back. You didn't come back down. Yep. And yep. and and sometime around, I want to say it was around probably with the Miz. At some point, they decided you absolutely can go back. You can go from the main event to the opening match again. And it doesn't matter. You know, none of it matters. Uh, this is all stuff that I really want to talk about tonight, guys, of course. And we would love to uh, take your calls on the matter. 914-338-1885. Matt, did you have anything else to say about this before we get the guest on? No. Nope. I feel like I'm I, I cutting will, you short I, here. But it was very well dude, I could go. I could go for three hours. I know. No, I'm going to bite my tongue for now. We could talk about the problems on Raw literally longer than Raw takes. Which is hard to believe, because Raw takes like 10 years to watch. It's a three-hour show. It takes 10 hours. Matt, uh, you know, I um, sometimes on my DVR, it takes me five hours to watch a three-hour Raw. I don't even, I can't even explain how it happens, but it does. It's like this weird time vortex <laughs> thing. Uh, listen, 
I don't want to keep him waiting, Kathy, because I've seen him angry, and I, I, I don't want to make him angry. I'm only playing, of course. Uh, reckless Donnie Hart, who for the longest time, man, Donnie, uh, you had such a reputation on the independence. You were such an up-and-comer, and it has been a true roller coaster for you, my friend. But I'm so glad to finally have you on the air with us tonight. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, no, it, it's 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 um, it's really quite a thing, Donnie. I, I mean, for those, I mean, locally, obviously, you were a pretty big name through the old Monster Factory and the independents all around the area. I mean, what have you been up to really since? We, I mean, it's been a while since we kind of seen you wrestling so much. Yeah, I've been, I've been out of wrestling. It's been uh, man, what five years? I guess. Has but, it been uh, that long? Know, I, I had wow. Some troubles. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, um, I I was kind of saying it earlier, and, and I feel like it would make, like, such an amazing DVD, Donnie. If you look at, like, the adversity that you faced in your life, like, you know, between, like, obviously your brother, and then, like, all the kind of stuff that you had going on, and then, like, the fact that you've been able to rebound, and by all accounts, like, anybody that talks about you now just talks about, like, this positivity that you have in your life, you know? It's like, you are, like... And I don't want to, like, put down the old Donnie because I didn't know the old Donnie as well. But, you know, it's like you have this reputation now as, like, somebody who's, like, really, really peace, different. Man. That's the best way. Yeah. I'm at peace. You're, you're you what? Know, sometimes, uh, uh, that's good. You know, you that's good. Go peace is good. Yeah. I, I mean, just to kind of look back on everything, on on that roller coaster, as I said, uh, what sort of things have you learned about yourself? You know, I learned, you know, when I, when I came in, I came, like you said, uh, pretty boy, Larry Sharp's monster factory back in yeah. 2012, man. And I, I thought I was the biggest, baddest, strongest guy, you know, only thing bigger than my biceps for my ego, you know? <laughs> and uh, I was young. <laughs> I was back 25, I guess. And, you know, we're young and, uh, I was given a hell of an opportunity there. And, uh, I just wasn't right in the mind set, and you know, like you said, I faced some uh, some some tragic stuff in my life, and I just wasn't wasn't yeah. right for all that as a person. I wasn't who I am today. Um, I I can tell you, Donnie. Before I knew who you were, you terrified me. I mean, before we really talked, you scared the bejesus out of me. What was I right to be scared? Was that reputation yeah, as bad man. as a lot of people thought? There were times where I was scared of myself, man. You know, I oh, yeah? Anger, and, uh, why, do you, why do you say that? You know, I just, especially when, you know, stuff started out raveling out of control. I just, you know, got to realize I'm a pretty big guy. I'm like 6'4", 315 pounds. Yeah. Nah. Uh, a, a lot of, you know, when I first started the Monster Fight, it was a dream come true. That's all I ever wanted to do. Some kids grow up, they want to be doctors. They want to be firefighters. I knew what I wanted to be since, like, the first time I saw Hulk Hogan at, like, four. I told everybody, okay. you know, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. So I did I did everything I could to get there. I did some amateur wrestling. I played some, some college football and everything athletic. Went to the gym, always thinking in the back of my head I wanted to do it. And then when I got there, you think I'd be the happiest man in the world. But I just was never, never had peace, like I said. Yeah. 
Do you ever, like, look back on that time, especially those early years with, like, Larry Sharp and the Monster Factory? Do you ever just want to, like, pinch yourself? that like Because, obviously, the Monster Factory is a great, huge lineage, especially under the Larry Sharp years I'm talking. Like, I, I mean, some of the names that came through that school, it just – it would make your head spin. It was it was for real, man. I grew up in the area where Larry, and he was like a hero, especially to somebody like me. And he he trained. He was known for training big guys, you know. And I, I was yeah. a big guy, and me and him connected right away. You know, he's a guy who you know he he's been through a hell of a lot. He you know before he passed, and uh, me and him just connected. I I was from around the neighborhood, and he he saw me, and you know he told me he's like I think you're my my last my last big go at it. You know, we had that mutual. We were both on wow. the same page in the beginning, and I, you know, I he treated me like a son, man. I would eat dinner, and we would go out and hang out. I learned so much more outside the wrestling ring from him than in it. You know, we'd go to the carnival, go get a cheesesteak at Donkeys. He liked Donkeys. I learned just so much. I pick his <laughs> brain. I was, he was just an amazing person, and you know, at the time, I don't think I really understood what kind of position I was in. So I had everything, yeah. you know, the, he handed the keys to me and it didn't work out sometimes, you know, for whatever reason, I, I could, I could blame a hundred things, but end of the day, it's my fault, you know? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, and I think everybody's kind of got a little bit of that going on, but you mentioned like being such a huge Larry Sharp fan. Uh, how surreal was it for you that he had kind of picked you for that position and that, you know, to be the, his last, in my opinion, I always said you were his last monster, really. It would it would be like Doug Peterson picking you to be his quarterback, and you growing up a diehard Eagles fan. It was I didn't wow. want to, you know, okay. I liked football, but that's what I wanted yeah. to do. I wanted to wrestle, and he was the guy who made you a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Now that's wild. Know, he he saw things in me. Obviously, he saw things in me, so that that meant a lot. And uh, you know, even. That, that first year was a the roller coaster. You know, I really came out kind of hot. I had him. I was a big guy. You know, athletic. Yeah. And, well, you, you had um, cool. you had a real like, you had a real like kind of reputation for being like an up and coming guy. I remember back then. Um, and you know, you talk about your closeness with Larry Sharp. Uh, how much did like his kind of health decline and and ultimately passing away? How much did that affect you and like kind of impact? Your outlook on things. Like I said, you know, there a lot of things happen. At the end of the day, I controlled my death. But uh, absolutely, that was one of the things. Larry had some health problems. And, that you know, he kind of got away from the monster factory. And, you know, I'm sitting there, like, thinking in my head, hey, we're we're supposed to do this together. And I I don't know what to do. You know, he was like a dad to me. And, you know, we lost that connection when he had the health problems and other stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't control myself. And, uh... This is kind of lost, you know. I went from like, literally, they gave me the keys to the, you know, the Ferrari. All I had to do was turn it, and I was, I was at my dream, and uh, I crashed that car. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, nah, it's all good though. I mean, it's it's all good because like to talk to you today, you're like you're such a different person. It's it, it's it's crazy to think about um, some of this adversity. Obviously. Uh, losing your brother, for example, um, uh, just a terrible, terrible loss for you. Um, I mean, if you could talk about that, uh, talk about like, um, because you you had said before, you had told me that like your brother was like such a huge fan of what you were trying to do. Yeah, when, you know, my brother passed away, for anybody who doesn't know, he passed away in uh, 2014. 
right around the time uh-huh. I was, you know, in the middle of my wrestling and uh when I when I first he was like a father figure to me. He was my bigger brother, but he meant so much to me. Uh when I got into wrestling, he was the first one I, I didn't tell people because, believe it or not, you know, people laughed. I, you know, I, I had a good job, little place, and I told people I was going to leave it all to go, you know, wear tights and pretend to fight. <laughs> you know, it's a hard, hard thing to tell your friends and family, so I didn't really tell anybody. And uh, I told him, and he told me, he's like, only under one condition, I want you doing it. You know, you don't do it because you want to be a pro. Do it because you're going to be the greatest ever. Not because you're going to be Hulk Hogan. You're going to be better. You're not going to go full speed. Don't go. So from the day one, my goal was, was to be the greatest ever. Call cocky, wow, call okay. whatever. But that was like my goal. I was kind of set on that. My first year, I was like a machine. That's all I did. I ate, slept, you know, shit, talking freaking wrestling, you know? That's all I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were kind of like singularly focused at that. And you can really tell, I mean, just just by how much energy you put into it all right down to like the, the whole reckless persona. Like that was, that was you. I mean, by all accounts, that was you in and out of the ring. Where did that (laughs) reckless thing come from? Yeah, that was actually, I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be, when I first started, they told me don't worry about names or nothing. You know, it was real Mm -hmm. old school back then at the factory. And, you know, I didn't get in the ring for a couple of weeks when I started training there, you know, I did chain wrestling. They told me, don't think about an entrance, your gear, nothing, man. That shit will come later. So when it finally came, I had the name. I wanted to be the hammer, hammer and heart, you know. And uh, <laughs> nice. they're like, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I wanted to come out with the hammer. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right? It sounded right. good. But then, you know, yeah. they're like, be, be you, man. Who Who are you? And we talked about, you know. I mean, like, you're you're pretty reckless, but you know, get a reckless life to get here, man. It's, you're pretty reckless. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna call you reckless. And I remember at first I wasn't sure because somebody told me reckless youth trained there. And, you know him, obviously. Sure. I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to take his name, but you know they told me it'd be okay. And uh, that's how I became reckless, Donny Hart. That's my real name, Donny Hart. My friends call me reckless. You know, that's how the name came. <laughs> So I, I had That's the name, cool. I had I had everything, but uh, I, I'll get back to my brother. Like you said, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, around, that was like you know, Larry was sick, and uh, I got away from Larry. So I was starting to get off get off track, you know. Like I said, at, at first I was set, man. I was that's all I did. And slowly, you know, and you start you start wrestling. We all have egos. Unfortunately, I did, and you know, you start thinking you're bigger than you are. And you start hanging around the wrong people. You start not listening to the right people. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to be around you when they think you're going to be the next big thing. And I don't have the best intentions. And okay. I was fighting that. And then my, my brother died. And uh, all the fight I had left went out the window, man. Uh, I thought I was the strongest, biggest guy. Like I said, man, I found out I was I was a lot weaker than I thought mentally. You know, you can look big physically and strong, but... uh. I wasn't ready for losing my brother. Who is? You know, he was 29 years old. We're four That's years horrible. apart. Yeah. You know, you can't prepare. That's why I try to help people. It's now, um, everybody going through hard times. I try to be there for them. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes they can relate to somebody who, who felt pain. Well, I, I was going to bring that up. I, I mean, because you have kind of, like I said, like you've become like this kind of beacon of positivity. Um, and I've heard a number of wrestlers mention it now, just 
the way things are different with your approach, with your outlook, um, what what sort of um, what sort of advice would you give for somebody just getting started in wrestling? If it, if you felt like you were in a position to dispense advice, I would say you know some of the stuff. One of my trainers who I, I got a call, he he was great with um, Phil Wiles from ECW. Oh, Wild he, Bill, nice, yeah. Yeah, Wild Bill, man, he was one of the biggest yeah. influences on me. And, you know, he taught me, the guy has so much knowledge, he never gets enough credit. But all the stuff he told me that, you know, I didn't listen to, you know, keep your, your ears open, your mouth shut. Uh, don't start believing your own hype. It's fake wrestling. At the end. You know, these people, they start getting belts or they're signing autographs <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm the champion. You know, you know, not, not that right. people might get mad and call fake fight. What scripted? Whatever, you know, you got to realize what it is at the end of the day. He used to say, you know, you're wearing tights and you're playing for 10 fight. You know, don't, you know, don't think you're hot shit. And uh, even him, you know, a lot of the, the best guys I've met, you know, they never, you could tell they didn't have that ego. And, and don't listen to, there's a lot of people that are going to come out of the woodwork. Just stay to who you are, man. If I stayed, you know, I, I had it pretty together when I first started, but we'd lose track of that from whatever, you know, my brother dying, Larry getting sick. We can, we can say whatever, but I lost yeah. track of who I am. Just be who you are. And, uh, you, know. well, you talk about kind of losing track, being who you are. Uh, who is Donnie Hart for those who aren't familiar? I mean, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You know, Don, Donnie Hart is a man who uh, found the light through the rain, you know, man, <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm a good guy deep down. I just want to help people. Everything I say is real. If I say something, you know, even if you ever, people will say things about me. They might say they don't like me or this, that. Uh, you're never going to find somebody say, you know, Donnie Hart was somebody he pretended to be somebody he wasn't or he lied. You know, you get what you see. I don't hold back, especially now where I'm at. I don't have time to hold back. I call shit as I see it. And uh, I'm a mm-hmm. straight shooter and I, I try to be a good person every day. Uh, uh, you know, I'm on this path where I just want to help people. Like, I got off track, you know, messed up outside the ring and stuff, you know, drinking and drugs, definitely. You know, I want to keep people away from stuff like that. It's very common in our sport. We all know that. Uh, stuff like that can really take you off track. And But before all that, I, I was a guy who, you know, dream was to be a pro wrestler, and I was on my way. Yeah. I was a guy living everybody's dream. dream of a kid, right? All. Yeah. Dream of a kid. Not, no, that's I've never, cool. that's you know, cool. I'm so thankful I had that opportunity. I'm so grateful. And it took me all this to realize how grateful and, you know, say I gave it my best shot. You know, I tried. Was it, um, it didn't work out. But Has your reputation been something like, I know you kind of mentioned that like some people aren't willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, have you found that like shedding that reputation has been difficult for you? Well, you know, in the wrestling world, I'm not, I'm not, really involved in wrestling anymore uh mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm. any stuff like that i had to i had to get my own house in order you know m- me as a person and it took, it took a lot of work you know people know my story i felt pretty hard uh, i was arrested and you know i had a lot of shit so it, it was a slow process it wasn't like i just woke up one yeah. day and said oh, i'm gonna be a good guy and i'm gonna wrestle you know this was years years of every day getting a little better a little better i'd never you know some days it's not as good as others, but uh, every day I got a little better, a little better. And I, I was kind of at that rock bottom, and I slowly climbed out of it. But it, it wasn't overnight, man. Uh, I had a lot of good people in my corner, and you know, I came to grips with everything. That's how it happened. I came to grips with my brother's loss and uh, wrestling. 
I learned nothing I could do but move on. So there are people, I'm sure, because of, you know, my past, who might not give me opportunity or might, might say something. But, you know, I'm happy with who I am today. I sleep good at night. Anybody has anything to say, you know, they're probably not going to say it to my face. Let's be real. And if they did, I wouldn't really but, give two shits, you know. Well, there you go. I, I mean, and that, and that really. I can say I'm sorry, yeah. but I can't change it. You know, I'm, exactly. I'm still exactly. to heart. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Donnie, and and this might uh, this might shatter what a lot of people think, but I'm so glad that we uh, kind of connected and talked a couple years ago because I, like I said, you were one of those guys who terrified me before I got to know you. And once I got to know you, like, I mean, I, I find you to be one of the nicest, most genuine people that I've met in wrestling. I, so I, I think it's a, a real testament to you. You know, I, I don't know what I can believe and what I can't believe about the past. All I know is uh, the Donnie Hart that I've known the entire time that I've actually known you has been nothing but genuine and nice. So, I, I mean, kudos to you. Uh, I appreciate I, I do, I do that. think you're uh, a tremendous person. That's a hard um, thing for people. Very positive. Some people don't. Some people don't judge Sorry. you on the experiences they had with you, and you do, and I'm yeah. grateful for that. But, you know, some people, they'll judge you on stuff they don't know about or things they heard. Uh, if I could tell anybody, just, you know, don't listen to other people. Get to know somebody before. You know, I, I'm guilty of it sometimes, but uh, some of the best people I ever met I think before everybody. I ate it before yeah. I met them. Now, you're, um, <laughs> you know, you're still relatively stories. young. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, you're still relatively young. You're like, what, like 32, 33? Have you gotten that itch? Do you think there's any chance you would come back? Like I said, Brady, I I don't bullshit. I don't lie. uh, And I'd be lying if I told you no. Definitely, I think about it, man. Like I said, it was the only thing Mm -hmm. I ever wanted to be. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I'm still in great shape. Uh, Like I said, I'm still... You know, I'm not I'm not jumping at that opportunity, but I, I do I'm getting back more involved in it. I'm I'm going here it. looking yeah. at things and uh uh man, I think if I did make that move I'd be ready to to make a big move. But uh I, I gotta make sure everything and everything's perfect, you know, but I definitely I think about it every day. I lie that's all I ever wanted to do. You know, you gotta realize <laughs> I couldn't sing or dance, man. I, I, I was big and I could hit and scare <laughs> right. people that's all I ever wanted to be. You terrified me. I'm I'm not even kidding about that. When man, when I was part of New Moon, uh some of the stuff they would say about you, I I would run the other way if I ever saw you across the street. Uh <laughs> Again, I don't yeah. know what's true I like what's them not. Guys over there, but uh, I, I like them guys. Nothing but love for them. Oh yeah. Well, it, it was it was a fun time for sure. It really was. Um <laughs> Uh Donnie, uh, I mean to to just kind of look at it um, uh, you talk about some of the issues over the years or whatever. Um, but you also strike me as somebody who doesn't like necessarily have a lot of regrets. Like, is is it safe to say that you don't really regret anything just because of the lessons that you've learned from different things? Is it, or am I putting yes. words in your mouth to say that? No, nah, no, nah, you, you'd be right. I don't want people to say, you know, I don't regret the, the things I mean. I do regret some of the mistakes I made, put the ones I love uh, through some tough times, because mm-hmm. me, I was a big strong guy, you know, but other people watching my my downfall, you know, my fall from grace, it hurt the people who who supported me the most and loved me, so man, I, you know, I, I regret that, but um, like I said, today I wake up, so how can I regret, you know, all that stuff led me to where I am today, 
and I, you know, I'm blessed for every moment I have with Larry Sharp, for every chance I woke up chasing my dream. And uh, so, yeah, regrets, man. Uh, I, I do, uh, sorry some things happen, but uh, regrets, not too many. God bless you, man. God bless you. So uh, tell us a little bit about this podcast you got going on. All right. So, uh, like I said, I'm on this. Everything I do is genuine from the heart. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of how I really want to reach out to people. And uh, and one of the things that presented yourself with me was a podcast with um, Tim Kudges. I think he said you two are familiar. He used to have oh, a, Tim, yeah. a podcast <laughs> and a boxing podcast. I didn't know you were working with, with him. Spoon. Yeah. yeah, he's my co-host. Uh, nice. Uh, Toxic Radio. They asked me to do a podcast. And like I said, I'm real hesitant with everything nowadays, but these guys were great, and they, they told me, you know, so I can do a lot of what I want to do. So I'm using Hunger for Hope every Wednesday, uh, 7 and I'm using that as like a tool to reach out to people, to help people. We bring on inspirational guests. And it has got me a little more involved in wrestling. We've had a couple of wrestling people uh, made that itch a little itchier, you know what I mean? Yeah. How important was it to, like, kind of be inspirational with the podcast? That was the whole basis of it. Uh, yeah. Even even when I was wrestling, man, uh, that, that was one thing I loved. I used to always go and help the sick kids and uh, go to schools and speak to kids. Uh, that, that was genuine. I couldn't fake that. That was probably my favorite part of wrestling, being, like, That's kids, cool. like, asking for my autograph and and being able to, you know, you say something, somebody says something, you, they might not listen to their dad, but like Reckless Donnie Hart says it, they might listen, especially now that I've I've been through stuff. So these people are in bad spots. They might not listen to law enforcement or counselors, but somebody like me, they know, hey, this dude's real. He, he's fucked up. He's been at the lowest spots you can be. <laughs> Maybe his right. word means something. So I thought I, I would be doing a discourtesy to people if I didn't spread my word. And I help people. I, I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to a lot of people if I just shut up. And, you know, it wasn't hard telling my story. It, it's embarrassing. You know, going from where I was and falling, it, it's embarrassing. But I, I found it so much easier now. I just put it out there. I'm an open book. I don't bullshit. I, yeah. I can't hide from who I am, man. I, I own it. I take responsibility. Uh, yeah. And I don't, want, I, I, I don't want to tell you how to feel. But I feel like you shouldn't be embarrassed because of the way it's affected you. It's 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 turned you into who you are, you know, and I wouldn't change it. Yeah, it definitely gets less embarrassed. But in the beginning, you know, it's hard to own your story. Well, sure, sure. Life for anybody, man, just own who you are. Uh, I've tried to be so many other people. At the end of the day, the best person, I'm uh, me, you know. That's all I can be. Can't be anything. Even in wrestling, man, I was me. I was Donnie Hart. You know, I feel reckless, but that was me. And the I'm, world wants to know who has the. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, there's a little bit so of a you... delay here. I, I feel like I say it every week, but like, I think you're done. And then like, I jump in. I'm sorry about that. Uh, nah, you're great, the world man. wants I'm, to I'm great at off too. <laughs> the world wants to know who has the best cheesesteak. Oh, uh, best cheesesteaks. I mean, I've, I was doing this dining with Donnie cheesesteak thing. I do it on my show. Yeah. I'm sure you're familiar. <laughs> and then the pandemic really, really hurt us. Yeah, I, 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 two, I was checking it out. I <laughs> too. It's three. I'll give you three. John's roast pork in South Philly. You've never been there. You got to go. Where is it? Uh, John's okay. roast pork, but they make a good cheesesteak. Very cool. And, uh, I'll check that out. It, 
It's in South Philly. It's a little tiny place. They're only open a few days a week, real real short hours. But that kind of makes okay. it a little better, you know. <laughs> and uh, Tony Luke's, man, you always got to stop at Tony Luke's. I know it's like a Love little touristy. They're great people. Yeah. They're going through some spit right now, but uh, they're good people in the community, too. Tony Luke's and John Rose Port, you definitely got to try. <laughs> you sound like a South Philly guy to listen to you. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> you got me hungry. Uh, you got me hungry, Tom Brady. Yeah, you got. Well, you I, listen. You're doing these back in March, and I'm not allowed to go anywhere, man. And I'm just watching you eat cheesesteaks, and I'm getting pissed at myself. And I lost like seventy yeah. pounds, Donnie. So I'm like, so I'm walking around hungry, miserable. I've noticed. I'm sorry for your misery, but you look great. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Live through me. <laughs> Live through me. You inspired me. You inspired me to gain the 70 pounds back when this is a, I'm only playing, of course. Uh. Um, Donnie, if people want to check out your social media, obviously you've got the Facebook going on. I, I saw you haven't been on Twitter in a couple of years, but where can people keep up with Donnie Hart? Uh, you can follow my, my podcast uh, Facebook page. It's a uh, podcast. And you can find my personal Facebook is Donnie Charles. My middle name Donnie Charles. You know, I mm-hmm. think that I gotta, I got away from the wrestling thing. I took the heart out. You know, maybe I'll put it back when I, if I ever enter the ring again. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Sign him up. Oh man, no, that that's maybe, great. Maybe, maybe that outside of ring. Maybe outside of ring doing something else. You you might see me in the soon, the near future. Well, you you got a good mind for it, so I think it I think it'd be a shame not to be involved in some way. So, um, but Donnie, I mean, all all the best. Um, before we let you go, I, I have a huge favor to ask, and I'm hoping it's okay. Um, uh, we usually get our uh, our guests to record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the show. Would that be okay? Yeah. What what I gotta do? Okay. So the name of the show is in the room. If you could just tell people. Uh, who you are, and remind them that they're listening to In the Room. Uh, we'll have you on your way. All right. That's easy enough. Uh, you ready? Yeah, and whenever you're ready. Yep. This is Reckless Donnie Hart here, and I'm In the Room on Vox Nation. And please tune in to In the Room. Thank you so much for the time tonight, brother. And, uh, again, all the best to you. Hopefully this pandemic will be over soon and we'll actually be able to catch up in person at some point. Hey, Brady, thanks a lot, man. You're a great guy. Thanks for having me, everybody. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for everybody who listened. Have a great night, everybody. I'm out of here. You too. Take care, Donnie. That was the one and only reckless Donnie Hart. Uh, Be sure to check him out if you're not familiar. Tremendous guy. And uh, so what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a commercial break. Tim Cudges, Kathy, he works with Tim. Did you know Tim Cudges? You know who that was? Yeah. I, I should have put him over more. I'm going to put him over right now because Tim is a tremendous guy. Um, I probably should have done it with Donnie listening. Uh, Tim is a tremendous guy. He actually used to work as a higher up with Go Fight Live back in the day. So I met him through the ECWA. Uh, because, you know, he was in charge of Go Fight Live. And mm-hmm. they did the uh, the iPay-per-views, remember? So we did the one Super 8 where we live streamed it. Yes. So 
I began working, and, and what ended up happening is, like, I started doing less and less with ECWA and more and more with Go Fight Live. They had me hosting the Ring of Honor press conferences before every pay-per-view, you know? They had me doing, like, uh, like, like, um, like when I interviewed Sid that time when he was supposed to come on this podcast, that was all through Go Fight Live. Like, the entire thing, it was just, like, you know, I was doing basically all their promotions there for a little while, you know, and uh, Tim is a tremendous guy. Uh, such a mind. He he started his own iPay-Per-View company a couple years ago. I'm guessing it didn't really take off because I haven't really heard much about it. But apparently he's still doing the podcasting stuff. So good for him. Uh, tremendous, Great. tremendous people. So, I, yeah, I am um, big, big Tim Cudges fan and big Donnie Hart fan. So anyway, um, what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll come back on the other side, and we are going to open the lines up, and we're going to talk to all of you. Uh, and I, I don't say that to be a threat, although, Kathy, I know it sounds like a threat. Uh, but we're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to put all of you on the line one at a time. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, we're also going to have Stro Maestro and probably a couple other people pop in as well in the room on the VOC Nation radio network, and we will be right back. And I'm going to try not to make it like a 10-minute commercial set, guys. We'll, we'll be back as soon as we can. <laughs> this is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
each and every Thursday night. Check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the
the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legon every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. everybody welcome back to in the room right here live on the voc nation radio network sorry about that we had to take care of some stuff behind the scenes uh but we are back we're live we're on the air and we're gonna have a great time damn it i say so uh raw underground of course uh kind of like old school with my boy blue you know I was really waiting for Blue to show up. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that tonight. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, we're also going to bring on Ray Bogus in a second. Thank you to Reckless Donnie Hart. Uh, he was not reckless with my heart tonight, Kathy. He absolutely made me feel great about myself. And What a, what a tremendous fellow and what a redemption story there. So if you're not familiar with Donnie Hart, 
please, please, please go check out his podcast on Wednesday nights with Kim, Tim Cudges. Uh, before we get to Ray, Stro, what do you got going on, man? Uh, well, this week, let's see. Uh, Thursday night is uh, WCW Retro, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on VOCNation.com. Special Woo-hoo. guest will be the one and only Dr. John Stamey of Scary Cats, the Murder 123 podcast. <laughs> Mr. Big, Mr. Mr. Bigfoot and Lizard Man himself will be here, our special guest, along with now a special auction by one of our callers, Brian Vaughn from uh, WSU Lounge. Yeah, he's oh, got nice. some wrestling action, some wrestling action figures. He's going to try to auction off to the callers, so that should be pretty interesting. <laughs> are, now, are they already used action figures? Like, has he already played with them, or are they still in the packaging? <laughs> I'm not really sure, actually. Because I, I, I play with them or not. Mine. Right, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Doctor John and the special auction. Believe it or not, on WWE Retro this uh, Thursday night at nine, and also this Friday night, midnight Eastern Standard Time, on my Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash Stro the Maestro will be another edition of the Stro Zone, and nice. our feature this. Our feature this Friday night will be the original version of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> That's a great Ooh, one. I'm surprised it took you so this long in. to get to that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited. How long do you think? <laughs> you know, after watching um, – Ray, one second. I'm sorry. Uh, I just keep putting them off. Uh, but after watching Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss on SmackDown, how long do you think it'll be before Vince uh, introduces Body Snatchers on SmackDown like he did Raw Underground? Well, now would be a good time as any, being that uh, he, he he put the mandible claw on the yes. <laughs> Alexa the other night. Yeah, could be your doppelganger or something, you know what I mean? Yes. And one more thing I want to throw out there on the table, then we'll get to Ray. Uh, the Rock just bought the XFL for $15 million. Um, I think it was a waste of money, but The Rock has never touched anything that didn't turn to gold. So something's got to give here. Uh, <laughs> Ray Bogus, everybody. What's going on, Ray? Well, apparently all kinds of stuff is going on. Hello, boys. <laughs> We're doing good. Hey, Ray! Yeah. Yes. yes. And Kathy. You know, she's all, I, can't, I can't include her as... As as one of the boys, she uh, she's she's. Well, when you say pattern. boys, it no, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know, there's there's so now normally I get to hear uh, the first part of the show, but I didn't today, so I don't actually know. Um, you get a big D. What you guys? I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, so I don't actually know. <laughs> What you guys talked about that first hour? It was great. <laughs> was, it, was it great? Was, was there was there was actually, there lots of? I, I there were a couple of things actually. There were there were a couple of things actually. Um, so I read a report that talked about how WWE wanted to resurrect a really great Attitude Era concept. And I was like, ooh, like I, I have to read this. I, I, I really am curious. And all it talked about was how they want to bring back factions. Now, factions are fine. You know, there have been some really good ones, and there have been some really horrible ones. Maybe that's something that the no. fans, that the listeners want to, want to talk about. Because no. uh, uh, there have been some interesting ones. But with that said, 
when you do factions, if you have lazy writers, that's like the worst friggin' thing in the world. Because what they're going to do is they're just going to throw anybody in a group when they have nothing for them. When they have nothing for them. It's horrible. Okay. And then you end up with like, then you end up like, for example, and and I hate to be like this, Kathy. I do. You know me. um, Because I don't like to be negative, right? But like, okay, Savio Vega needed his own group in 1997. So they literally hired three Spanish guys just to give Savio Vega a group. And there were three people that like some wrestling fans knew, but the majority of the WWF audience didn't know. Now, they've been smart so far. (laughs) Right. They've been smart so far because the three that are on Raw right now, um, you know, with the Zelina Vegas group, like the the two of them, like they're they're well-established. They have great individual identities, and I feel like the fans can, like, I, I don't know. Like I feel like they're they're more compelling than a lot of like the lesser developed characters from 25 years ago in the Attitude Era. But at the same time, I just fear if you're going to turn stables into a thing where we got to have stables. I think it's bad, right? I think it's real bad. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Oh. I know it was oh. a lot. Wait. That's well. That's hang on. Hang on. That's. Because I hadn't read that. I hadn't I'm read gonna that. I'm going to have James and Evil coming that after is, me. That is like the... Um, that This is like, for those those of you who are listening, and maybe, you know, um, maybe you're, you're, you're more casual fans than, uh, you know, those of us who are on the show or maybe some of the regular callers. Um, what Brady just told me, that's... It's like the wrestling equivalent of uh, of your 16-year-old daughter has come home and said that she's dropping out of school <laughs> and wants to move out she's, west. She sounds to hot. Hand no, make, I'm only kidding. To hand make jewelry somewhere. To <laughs> <laughs> hand make jewelry. <laughs> like, like, you, you, you lay it Can a she have, like, it. a valley girl voice when she does it? Because that would really just bring it home. You want fries with that? <laughs> Seriously. So, here's the thing. Um, I don't know how... Here's Your concern, Brady, is kind of the big overarching one there, right? That, yeah. That, that, that stables are the worst possible thing on earth for um for a writer if that writer is lazy because anytime that writer has to think <laughs> they're gonna say the into the stable you go. <laughs> I, I have this other Spanish guy. <laughs> Austin Theory. <laughs> Just put him in there. Here's, here's the <laughs> other here's the other concern I have. Um think about like why and, and in my day to day work I have to I am forced to ask these questions of people all the time. So this is this is maybe this is just more natural to me. Think about why it is that stables worked. Because TNA did stables for years and they didn't accomplish dick fuck. They did. So And there's some good ones. <laughs> yeah. Like 
Your stable uh, only matters if there is something compelling for the stable to do or go up against. Yeah. And, like, it, if they're looking back at Attitude Era stables and they're saying, well, look how great this was, well, yes, it was the 90s. It was it was arguably, along with the 1980s, arguably the absolute peak of American success and decadence on Earth. <laughs> we were Rome at the time of Caesar. You know, I just, I I think even if they did everything right with stables, I think what would happen is you would get a bunch of stables that were basically legacy, and that might not necessarily be a bad thing, but I think that. That's a very if you say if you say we want to bring back attitude era style stables and you give me a legacy yeah like that's that's a that's a a problem i can i i yeah i i agree um in my opinion, the best stables have always been won where every single member of the group has a reason for being in it. Okay? So, like, for example, if we're I, and obviously the NWO, I feel like um, if you talk early NWO, it made sense for the first three, maybe four members. But after a while, it just got silly. In DX, the entire point was that Shawn Michaels, who's nearing the end because he's obviously pretty beat up, is going to help to make Triple H a main event guy. And to a certain extent, that worked. In Evolution, right, uh, they had Triple H as the main event guy. Uh, they had Ric Flair as the mentor. Randy Orton as the up-and-coming blue chipper. And Batista as, like, the next big guy that gives Vince McMahon wet dreams. And that's what worked. You know, everybody had a reason. The Horsemen, perfect example. You know, you had guys that excelled in each division, and they all came together just to keep Ric Flair's title on Ric Flair. That's why it worked. To take Savio Vega and three unnamed guys, to me that's not a stable. I think the last, like, and, and I don't want to shortchange anybody, but, like, probably the most meaningful stable for me in the Attitude Era was probably the Nation of Domination. You know, because they had that mentor leadership. They had a great mid-card guy in D'Lo. They had the up-and-coming guy in The Rock, and they had the powerhouse in Mark Henry. That's exactly what I want. So that, that, that's where I'm at. If they're putting that kind of creative thought into it, then sure. You know, put a tag team in with the Spanish guys. That's fine. I don't care. Well, I guess the other thing, too... You know, you mentioned that. You mentioned several names together. You know, they just did a huge round of roster cuts. Like, if you start making stables, you know, who are they going to go up against? Part of why stables... Part of, like, part of why... Well, here's the thing, though. Like, part of why stables worked is that there were stables 
within a large, diverse roster. Yeah. And, like, you kind of – I almost look at it like an ecosystem. Like, you – in order to support <laughs> this – word. Hey, bud. That's a tier two word. Um, <laughs> that's an in-joke for me and me alone. Um, but, like, if you if you look at – if you look at a wrestling promotion, you know, like some kind of some kind of environment, which it is, in order to support that that stable, you have to have all kinds of other things going on around it. I mean, you, I mean, you, all of you certainly remember. My God, remember the remember the end of the NWO days and the, and NWO Wolfpack, whatever the hell that was. End of I mean, it, it was bad because yeah, there was, was nothing that was there was nothing that wasn't there was nothing that wasn't part of that faction or part of that stable. I agree. I agree. Let's go to uh, let's go to the phones, and I'm going to bring up uh, Rat Boy first. Uh, again, guys, we're going to go in the order that you called, so hang tight. Uh, Rat Boy, if the system can access, there we go. What's going on, homie? Oh, man, I just had a nice, good cheesesteak, and that was so delicious. Hey, well, Rap Boy, guess what? You can just, how about you just kiss Brady and I's ass? How's that? Oh, you, sh- you shut up, okay? Hey, I, I'm wrong. You can't <laughs> remember that, man. Well, that was loud. Why is that so loud, Rap Boy? I don't know. Rap Boy, oh, you're my guy. Brady. What's on your mind? There's one team you forgot. The Radicals. No, we remember them. I remember them. I don't consider them a faction, though. I guess they were. Yeah, I guess they were. That was, that yeah. was yeah. one yeah, of the were. best teams ever. The Radical, the Eddie Ed Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Who's the other one? You lose street Another cred if you don't one. remember. Oh man, I forgot the other one. Moppy, Moppy. Oh, Saturn. Very <laughs> <Perry> Saturn. <laughs> the one who didn't fit in with the rest. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Saturn. I, I didn't meet him in person. He was crazy. As, he was crazy. I've heard that so many. Yeah. I heard the only one crazier than him was his partner, Cronus. Hmm. No, he was he was crazy when I met him. I like convention. Now that's something. That's quite the that's quite around. the endorsement. That's quite the endorsement. He kept on following me around, right, with a pad and a pencil, and right before I left, he said, "Oh, here, this is there you go." He gave it to me. It was a picture of me. Well, who <laughs> wouldn't follow you around? Stro, I, I know for I know for the a fact that if around. you saw. If you saw Rat Boy in the wild, like the you would follow him around. Ah, be be no missing him, that's for sure. He's like Pink well, no. Uh, yeah, the rat, rat Boy, much like much like a baby orangutan, uh, rat, you could smell Rat Boy from some distance away. Especially up there. I, I got people following me around all over the place. I think we're bunching. Rat boy, do you find do you find during a hurricane 
that people are able to get further away from you because they can because your smell blows further with the wind. <laughs> oh no, we had a bad uh, tornado here. That's what you had a tornado. And my life it. Was, it? was it a Texas tornado? I don't know what kind of tornado it was, but I tell you what, a piece of car hit me in the damn back when I was outside, almost knocked me out. Grandpa, wow. you know those those people following you? Those are called your parole officers. <laughs> They're supposed to follow you. I don't got parole officers I'm like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ripley, why are you get, I have a question. Why are you so mad at me? You're my guy. You know we like to go back and forth with each other. <laughs> my boy <It's> banter. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm gonna answer it, okay? Let me answer this question. I like you. you. I love you. I love to joke around with you. I know you can take a joke. Put it that way, okay? I'm hunting right. you down. Remember that. That's right. Oh. Oh, please do. You know, if you're going to hunt me down, I need you to hunt me down with the COVID. Ooh. What, like a COVID oh, gun? We got a, lot, we, we got a lot of that here in Jersey. Let's come, come to Jersey. That's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, well, it's going to be the home of SummerSlam. Yeah. I've heard it's just COVID Palooza. Oh, and, and you, oh, uh, Brady, what you said earlier about Donald Trump owning many casinos down. He doesn't own any anymore, does he? he? No, he don't own nothing down there. He just owns the shelves where the casinos used to be. I think he owns a little piece of board down there, and that's it, with his name (laughs) on it. I wonder, the building where they had WrestleMania 4 and 5, like that, that's closed now, right? They could literally run in an abandoned building. That was like the venue yeah. for WrestleMania. Right. Well, there's a couple that are gone now, aren't there? A few. Yeah. Like, like everything. Sounds like a rat, rat boy entourage in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lollipop kid. Who else yeah, is the, the rat boy uh, entourage, do you think? The chain's yeah, gone. The chain is gone. Who's not in a rat boy Showboat. Who, I, 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 for Rat Boy Stable, I would put um, I would put Rat Boy, Justin. This is lazy writing now, and the Wildman brother. No, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I forgot they have they have a feud. I forgot. Uh, Rat Boy, Justin, <laughs> Jesse, and Steve. That would be a fun stable. Perfect. Or Granny, Granny. That's who should be in it. Oh, yeah. Where's Gran- Granny's yeah, going to start but, her own? Uh... But, but there's one thing about Granny. She won't turn heel just in case we do. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, I, um... I'm not sure <laughs> that the, uh... I'm not sure that that stable would work. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you calling me a lazy writer? Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. 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 And myself here. Rapo, you got anything else for us? Yeah. What, what oh else? yeah, and um, 
I, I got one question for Brady. Brady, you know what day this is? Is Tuesday. It, is it hump day? <laughs> Take care, brother. No. <laughs> you know you what day this is, Brady? Yeah, it's Tuesday. You want me to tell you? What's up? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Oh, I, I think it was about 10 years ago. We all took that trip down to Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, remember? Oh, boy. And the family. How can I forget? He licked the inside of my mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure for that mask guy. I, I, I want to rematch against him. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rat Boy. Thank you for calling in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't. You couldn't put a stable with Rat Boy. Remember when? He's more. Remember when Bruce more of a, wrote the poem about Rat Boy? Yeah. For the roast. Was that, that was the roast, was a, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, that was a great poem. He even mm-hmm. talked about Atlanta and how it destroyed us. Well, that's what I remembered, <laughs> is that uh, Rat, Rat, Boy yeah, caused Bruce to have, <laughs> Rat Boy caused Bruce to have to pay alimony. <laughs> he did. Because mm. his wife wow. said, his first wife said, I do not want Rat Boy in the car. And he's driving along the highway, Stro, and he sees Rat Boy uh-huh. walking along the curve of the exit ramp. So Rat Boy was walking on the highway to get wherever he had to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so he picked him up and he got divorced. Wow. And you can't even pretend that like Rat Boy wasn't in the car because obviously you're going to know Rat Boy was in the car. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing Rat Boy. I'm just playing. Uh, let's go to Mike. We're going to go to Mike because. Uh, Mike, Mike, guess what well, day it is? Mike and I. Oh, <laughs> Mike, hey Mike, what day is it, Mike? Hey, what a day! What a day! It's five days before Alexa's birthday. Happy birthday, Alexa! You mean Sister Abigail? Yeah. Yeah. She can't talk okay. in a moment. She's got like a hand in her mouth. From uh, the theme. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> I, I, I hope that. Uh, I hope that she really gets to uh, to shine in that role and doesn't like just stand there with the puppet. That's what I'm worried about. Is she's just going to become a puppet, a very well endowed puppet, but a puppet nonetheless. <laughs> Before I talk you, I'm at the world's famous Taco Bell and parked in my regular spot where the pretty oh, girls are. But Taco Bell? You know, they, well, it's a, Mike, there ain't no pretty girls at Taco Bell that are your age. Well, like this girl said, this girl told me it's Mexico's phone company, Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, my grandmother used to tell me, my grandmother used to tell me that nothing good happened after midnight, and uh, I'm going to add to that and tell you nothing good ever happened in the Taco Bell parking lot. Oh boy. <laughs> Except, of course, you. Oh, brother. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to say, man, Alexa, she's the hottest, prettiest, sexiest, best girl in the ring today. I need a drink. Uh, She's the best thing (laughs) going (laughs) to 
Is there a part of you, even though it was a scam, is there a part of you that said that that fake Alexa is yeah. still writing you? Well, Every single one of us. Is a favorite match. Come on, come no, on, bud. No, I, I, yeah. um, I, I liked, I liked um, the two matches that she had against Bailey, the one in NXT, and then the one oh, at yeah. Extreme Rules for Raw. They were my two favorites. Oh yeah, that was awesome. That was a good <laughs> match. Yeah, it was awesome. My, my favorite, my favorite too was when she did yeah, seven her stars. Her exit from the ring is great. Her exit is totally great. <laughs> I hate to see her go, but I love to watch her leave. Classic Jerry Lawler line. <laughs> I like it when she beat Becky Lynch for her first title. And then she uh, won it. The table match. She beat uh, all those women at the Elimination Chamber. And, uh, yeah. Oh, man, that was awesome. And the way she turned on the fans, the fans thought she was going to say something really good. And uh, <laughs> she, I like her pig. Her pig's really cute. Yeah, yeah. Me oh, too. Man. Hey, uh, Wait, did you say figs or face? Uh, I'm always playing figs. <laughs> <laughs> I like your figs. Hey, um, I have all the figures. Pictures. Out of the package, already played with. Oh, wow. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know. You sent me a picture of the parents. Uh, or you sent me a picture. I don't know if those were the same birds. A picture? Oh, sure my. Were, you didn't have staples on, did it? You sent me a picture of the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. And by the way, oh, yeah. uh, I hope you guys are safe back there. I heard about what's going on. Stay safe, man. Stroke, you well, it's past us now. Especially. Well, yeah. Hang on, uh, Mike. I, Mike, hold on. Hold on. Um, it's not like Brady lives in Beirut or something like that. You know. uh, what happened to Beirut? You have not seen the explosion? No, no, I don't. I just got the. Uh, I just got my internet. I don't see a lot of stuff, Ray. I don't have a oh. TV here. Yeah, there was a. There was a small, um, super massive explosion. Oh wow. Mm. Yeah. No, it's fine. There was lots of red smoke, and that's normal. So you yeah, know, to, that's, um, that's real good. To lend a comparison, uh, I woke up this morning. And, there, and I was in New Jersey, and there was a state of emergency at 5.30 a.m. that we weren't supposed to be on the road, Mike. So I got in my car, of course, and I drove back to Philadelphia. And I was home before the bad rain came. And the bad wind. I was good. Wow. Oh, wow. wow that's... Yeah. Um, Just rocking like oh, a hurricane brother. here, Mike. 
Yeah. Like yeah. Like Scorpion. Yeah. I was like, stand back. We we were out to see what we were out to see at a couple of her games, but it uh, we were able to take cover though. But it wasn't. You like were out at sea. How do you take cover when you're out at sea? Oh, uh, you don't. It, it's like when you're eating lunch or dinner. The cables start rolling back and forth. And yeah. We have to strap the gun. We had to strap her. We lost aircraft. We lost two aircraft. Or we lost two airplanes. We lost. Oh my God. And we lost Air Force. They, they call it the drink. When they go in the water, they call it the drink. So we lost two in the drink. And wow. Wow. We had a plane captain inside. The plane captains wear brown shirts. You guys see Top Gun. You've seen all the jerseys they wear. They have to wear different colored jerseys. Like we wore blue jerseys and yellow jerseys because we used to park the aircraft. The brown shirts, mm. they used to do the brakes. They used to run the brakes for the pilots before they got in the planes. The uh-huh. red shirt, red shirt for mm-hmm. firefighters and loaded bombs and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. White shirts were safety, but every shirt's got a, a different color, so it's not like that gun, you'll see that probably. But yeah, we can't stay out there. But I just want to say the pictures are saving. I'm Muslim, brother. I'm here, so sorry. From the naval shipyard. Um, yeah. That was 40 years ago. Uh, I believe those yeah, were the same birds. Know. I think those yeah, were the same birds that were stayed in. I'm not sure. And, uh, and I want to say, did you guys ever see the movie um, All the Marbles? No, but I mm-hmm. dated a couple girls who didn't have all their marbles. <laughs> <laughs> it was a women's wrestling mm. movie. Get out if you get a chance. I was in Philadelphia when I saw it. It came okay. out about 1980. When it came out about the Never time Blowout came out. Uh, yeah, Peter Falk is the manager of these two wrestling girls. They're called the California Dolls. And they take on the Toledo Tigers. And uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. They'd like it and everything. Sounds hot. Was it, was it, was it uh, Roller Derby? I, I love Roller Derby. Roller Derby's awesome. Yeah, the Bay Bobbers. <laughs> and, uh, mm. Oh, man, I love cool. Roller Derby. That was so cool. <laughs> uh, and then I want to tell you another thing. I like the new tag team, the Riot Squad. I think that's awesome. They're getting back together. Liv Morgan Me too. And, and Ruth Ross. That's a great Me team, too. It's man. so good for both of them. Yeah. I think they yeah. thought live I think I think that they thought I think that sometimes they do that. Like they um and, and God bless them for being able to like circle the wagons and go back. Uh because I think they thought that Ruby Riot would be better received. Now, I don't know how you say better received when there's no crowd. Um but I think that they thought that Ruby Riot was going to be a bigger deal. Yeah. And yeah. she wasn't. And I think that they thought that they had built up Liv Morgan sufficiently where she was going to be a huge single star. And oh, I think I like that she was. <laughs> I do, too. I, I like them both. I, I think that they're going to make each other better, though. Yeah. I have a crush on Liv Morgan, too. <laughs> of course you do. No, not you, Mike. Of course not you, you do. Yeah. She's my second favorite. <laughs> hey, I just want to say on the serious side, I'm going to be leaving... I'll be leaving this show in September, but Brady, keep keep sending stuff to me on Facebook, and 
let's see, I'll be going with Brother Mike into the prisons. We're going to be teaching, we're going to be helping the guys in the prisons because they requested uh, some guys come and help and, and give them the gospel and so forth. So oh, awesome. uh, in September sometime, I'll probably probably at the end of September, I'll be leaving. Uh, we'll be You'll going, be leaving? No, well, we we just go from prison to prison and uh, and help each and help the others and everything. The, the prison oh inmates. man! So you're not going to be able to call in anymore? Uh, probably late September. I will for a while. I'll be gone for a while and so forth with Brother Mike. He wants oh, to man. do this. He's he's uh, he's he come up to me last week. He said Mike would be interested in helping us. And I, you know, I I can do that. So. It's dangerous, but um, the prisoners need to—they uh, need to reach them too, you know. So yeah, I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm going to try it. And uh, well, you're well, not going to stay in the prison, right? I mean, you're just going to go like no, during the day. No. no, I only been in jail once. That was for a DUI. That was 1985, and I'll never do okay. that again. I've never drank since, Brady. I I got pulled over by this female God doctor. bless you. We were, I, I had a point eight. I was with four officers, and they said, Mike, you're the enlisted man, so we'll send you to jail. We'll get you out of jail if you'll just, if you'll go to jail for us. And then I wouldn't have to do double jeopardy. I only paid about $400 in fines and then spent maybe four hours in jail. And, you wow. know, something you learn, you learn the first mm-hmm. time. I couldn't do that again, you know. It's um, back in the 80s, things were wild. You didn't know, you know. I, I was just a kid. I was I was 21 years old, thought I knew everything, you know, and, and got mm-hmm. in the car with these officers. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I started mixing beer with, with wine, and that was stupid. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, you mm-hmm. know. I had a great time. We met the hottest girls I've ever seen on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, it always well, is fun until the until the flashing lights behind you. You know, yeah, I, I, Mike. Yeah. Listen, I, that's a really serious. I'm I'm so glad that you're okay. That like you live to tell oh, about yeah. it, and like obviously, I mean, because uh, well, I, that's a pretty pretty dangerous thing today. So I, I um mm-hmm. I'm so glad that everything worked out for you. Now, does that stay on your record the rest of your life, or does that go off your record? I'm not sure. I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. I, well, I really okay. don't. Uh, but I would imagine, Mike, that you're probably not going back to prison, so I think you'll oh, be okay. Oh, no, never, 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 yeah. never. You're, you're, you're a good guy, Mike. I, I, I yeah, hope I hope way. when you start doing this prison thing, and, and that's so nice. Like I, That's such a nice thing. Uh, but please stay safe, and... I'm hoping like you'll still have time at night sometimes to call us, Mike, because we we would really miss you if you stopped calling altogether. Well, I won't mm-hmm. altogether. It just be it just be for a few months or so, whatever whatever they're going to okay. do. Uh, yeah. So, but no, I'm still on Facebook with you. You still keep in touch with me, but now absolutely, I got these I got these two hundred guys. I don't even know. I. Uh oh. I started asking one guy because he was a preacher, and then the other guy, he he started, he had a bunch of friends from the Philippines, and then all of a sudden, my Facebook got flooded, and I accidentally hit the wrong buttons. And I don't know if you guys <laughs> ever had No, boo, boo. 
<laughs> when you've got so many friends on there, you don't even know who's who. You know, it's like, are they really yeah, true? Dude. Are they really true friends? You don't know that. Why don't or you just make Facebook people that? Why don't you just make Facebook people that you know? Yeah, I'm gonna go on there and start deleting tonight. I hate doing that, but you know, I try to be a nice guy. But I, every time I get a friend's request, I can't, I can't answer because there's three hundred. 300 friends trying to blow up the face line, you know, the Facebook you, line. You, you, you know what I got, Mike? Because I, I get a lot of friend requests, especially with the show and everything, and and with I the writing with PWI. You know, I get a lot of people that friend request me. What I do, well, I have tears. So, like, most people, like, unless I know you, you're only seeing what they call, like, the public updates, you know, because I have, like, public and then I have ones that only my friends can see. And like if right. you set that up, but that but then the other the flip side to that is they can still write you at any time. That's why I had to delete yeah. Messenger off my phone, Mike, because your brother and some other people sometimes would like to call me at three o'clock in the morning on Messenger. Oh my god! And I can't be having that. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. I know you. I just had one. I just had two this weekend that tried to call me in the middle of the night, and I I don't know until I get on the computer and I see that I have a missed video call from them. Yeah, and now, and get this. You remember that Alexa Bliss girl? Now I got another Alexa Bliss girl. She claims I'm the real Alexa Bliss. <laughs> so I think I'll just play with them. I'll just tell them, hey, prove it. You're. <laughs> you know what I would do, Mike? I would I would ask them to send a picture of yourself holding up a sign that says, "Hi, Mike. Love Alexa." That's and if they can't idea. do that, then. Yeah, they might they might be able to Photoshop that though. I really don't know. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not very good. Yeah, they probably she can. Did driver, she did those driver's license. She photoshopped those. Remember? I know, but I know, but her driver's license picture didn't was was from the, the WWE profile, and uh, yeah. the birthday wasn't right. So I, yeah. <laughs> I figured it wasn't her. Um, I don't know, brother. I want to talk about another thing. I want to talk about Brady. When I watch wrestling, I want to think of wrestling as real. I don't want to think of it as scripted or fake. I'm tired of these guys. Oh my, it's fake. It's scripted. Well, why even watch it? You know, I like, I like you. I like to imagine that it's real. You know, I know it's not, but I like to. A guy can imagine, can he? You know, it's pretty cool. You know, that's that's what wrestling's all about. Uh, to me, it's. It's like uh, when you find out there's no Santa Claus, you know, when you find out there's no Santa Claus, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I respect all the guys who put their life on the line and, and wrestle for us, you know. And, and uh, I like to think of it as real as they, as they portray it. I don't. Amen, I don't brother. Like it, you know. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I did see a match with my brother where the two women were fighting in the ring and they fell down by our, our legs and stuff. And it's just, oh, man, is this a front row seat or what? And then the two, uh, the one girl hit the other girl with a chair on the back, and I, I said, it's just real. And she goes, what do you think? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, that's why, I hate those, um, that's why I hate those movie matches sometimes, because they're silly. Yeah. Like the yeah. Bray Wyatt and John Cena thing from WrestleMania. It's like, it's funny but I don't tune into wrestling for that. You know, I, they yeah. made it sound like it was going to be a match. Yeah, and like it was, it, it was weird. I like, I just like to think of it as real. 
And then I, and then those, if it's, if it was, you know, when they tell those guys, don't try this at home, you know, they, and those are the guys so scripted. If it's scripted, why are you trying it at home? You're going <laughs> to. Well, I used to love, stuff. I used to love, Stro, I'm sure you'll remember this and you'll appreciate this. Back in the day, I'd get up on Saturday morning and I'd tune into Superstars, right? And the first thing mm-hmm. they say is uh, that the following, uh, whatever, blah, 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 is by paid professional athletes and should not be tried at home. And immediately yeah. after that, as immediately as soon as Lord Alfred Hayes was done talking, Stro, what did they follow it up with? A commercial for wrestling buddies. Bonk them, bop them, <laughs> do all your favorite wrestling moves on them. Oh, this is literally yeah. after they just said, don't try the moves at home. Yeah. <laughs> but I know how serious it is. I, I leg-dropped my best friend. And I was worried I hurt his neck. I really was. Like, he, he was having trouble oh. breathing and stuff after. And I felt no. terrible. I, uh, but that didn't stop me. I was uh-huh. the neighborhood champion for, like, five years. Oh, um, man. Probably because I was a hooker. You know, I was a shoot fighter. Um, I would, like, I, I like, like, like Craig Pittman. I was a big Pittman fan. So, like, I kept doing, like, the arm bar. I had no idea how dangerous it was, Stro. You know, like, I'd, like, I'd lock on that arm bar. And it was good because, like, it didn't matter how big they were, you know. Uh, if you get that on, <laughs> they're giving up. At least you hope they give up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea how dangerous it was. I really did. And then I can remember, like, in high school, Mike, like, you know, most guys, like, they get in trouble for, um, you know, maybe, like, making out with girls or whatever in the locker room. I got in trouble, Mike, because the disciplinarian came down, and my buddy had me in a figure four in the middle of the locker room, oh, no. and I'm reaching out <laughs> trying to get to the locker to break the hold. Because uh, uh, he was too strong to flip him over. Everybody knows you flip him over, and that, that makes it much more painful for the other guy. But, yeah, no, I'm reaching out for the locker, Stro, trying to get there to break the hold, as if, like, there's some kind of rules in this locker room melee. Mike, brother, oh, pleasure talking to you, <laughs> man. You're 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 the best. Raw underground. It was exactly. You know, it got so bad because this guy was bigger, and uh, so I actually mm-hmm. got this 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 heavy set kid who was a year older. His name was Adam Keller, I remember, and we because we would play fight in the locker room all the time, you know, and um, wow. we were doing all these moves, you know, I, and it was bad because they were like concrete floors and stuff. I'm sure oh, I've gotten no. a couple of concussions. But, like, I, oh, I got this guy, Adam Keller, and I told him I, we, we had, like, our own show every day at Recess, Stro. It was crazy. I said to these guys that I had a, a special insurance policy. And then in the middle of my match in the locker room, this Adam Keller comes out and literally chokeslams my friend into, like, the locker. That was my insurance oh, policy. It was Adam Keller. <laughs> he helped me keep that title almost all my senior year. I had to belt in my locker the whole time. It was great. Wow. <laughs> we were doing 24-7 rule before there was a 24-7 rule. Whoa. <laughs> nice. Hey, um, could you imagine if you had a girl that was in the MMA, one of those MMA fighters? Oh, man, have you seen those girls go at it? I wouldn't do, want to Do be... some stretch holds with her? <laughs> An entourage, uh, the one character, Turtle, he has a crush on Ronda Rousey. And, like, he ends up, like, do you remember that? In the movie, he actually has to, like, 
last three minutes in the ring with her, and then she'll go on a date with him. <laughs> and she taps him out at like, she taps him out at like thirty seconds. Like she's just like, <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> she, she just does like uh, one of those leg holds, and he's like reaching out for the edge of the cage. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, oh Mike, I um, I better let you go to another caller. Uh, no, it's okay, brother. I was gonna say, as somebody who's been around it and like has like dated women in wrestling, I gotta tell you, Mike, it's uh, there. I mean, it it, it can be great, but like. You know, <laughs> they're people too. You know, and you don't want to fetishize yeah, it. Yeah. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to turn it into a thing where like, where it's like a fetish just because like they wrestle. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of guys do that, and they're the guys that yeah. end up getting their noses broken. I'm only playing. <laughs> hey, I'm only playing like that. When you go on to Twitter, could you tell the looks of Bruce happy birthday for us from you and I? <laughs> on Twitter? I will. What, did she block you? Oh, you're not on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I, that, I, she's got this cameo, but I don't, Brady, I don't want to pay $500 just to, to say hi to uh, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to start a cameo, man. Are you on cameo? I'll charge a dollar. <laughs> Passive income. Oh, Mike, man. when is her birthday? When is her birthday? You August, would know. It's the day my dad passed away, August 9th. So I got to do a August tribute. One to my dad and one to Alexa. So okay. I'm going to go visit my dad at the grave. <laughs> you got it, brother. And okay. just say hi. would just be happy for Alexa. And uh, I got to go to church that day, so I got to keep in a good mood. And I keep in a good mind, <laughs> a good heart. <laughs> you're the man, brother. Oh, Mike, you are too. You are too. Stay safe, brother. And please, like, even when this prison thing calls, please, like, try and find time, Mike. We're gonna miss you so much if you go away. We really are. Uh, I won't be away for long if I do. We don't. Good. Even, we, we don't even know if it's gonna happen yet. We gotta see what's gonna happen with the COVID and so forth. Because right now they won't yeah. be in the prisons and so forth. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, I was going to say, because there are people that don't think that Alexa Bliss is the greatest thing in the world. And, like, I, I can't do a show without having, surrounding myself with positivity. Oh, man. You always got me, brother. You always got me. Uh, biggest Alexa, I love you. Me and the biggest Alexa Bliss fans on the planet, I think. You know. I would say so. Probably bigger yeah. than her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Mike. Uh, love you, brother. I uh, love you, too, brother. Take care. Love you. All right. Bye. All right. Let's go to. Uh, oh boy. Let's go to Tora. Tora. <laughs> hey doing, guys. Hi. Um, How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Just walking home. You're walking home. Uh, yeah, I'm walking home. Streets of St. Louis. Yeah. Where are you walking home from? From my daughter's house. Okay. Mm. Okay. Wait, I thought your daughter was 13. Oh, with her dad. Huh? <laughs> Never mind. Your daughter lives with uh with your with your her dad, right? Yes. I got you. Okay. 
I thought you were saying that your daughter had a house at 13. I was like, how is she doing better than me? Uh-uh. Okay. But I'm gonna need I'm gonna need your prayers. She's having surgery on her nose next week on the twelfth of August. Oh, okay. Why uh, why is she having surgery on her nose? That's she got a cyst in her nose. A cyst? Oh wow. Oh man. Yeah. They're gonna make it desist. Yeah. What did they like go in and cut it out? Yeah, they're going to cut it out. Makes it hard to breathe, I guess, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, Tora. She'll be okay, though. I mean, it's not a major thing, right? Right. But still, anything dealing with your nose, you got to say that stinks. Yeah. So, I can't think of any other... Uh, and then they got her retaking the um, test, the corona test. Wait, they got her taking the test? Yeah. Why? That's before the surgery. Oh, okay. So they're going to put something up her nose, then they're going to cut something off her nose. Yeah. Wow. That's horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry, but she'll be okay. Yeah. But things are going to get better. Things will get better. They keep telling me that. I guess at some point they will. I don't know. Yeah. I think for you they'll get better. Yeah. I think that, yeah, they'll get better. So what else is yeah. new? Anything else? Anything else? Trying to think. No. Well, it's Tora, only just that. When does your when does your daughter go in for surgery? August twelfth. August twelfth. Okay, I got all these dates in my head now. I gotta remember uh August ninth is Alexa Bliss's birthday. August 12th, uh, your daughter goes in for surgery. Um, August 11th, actually. What a day is going to be on here. We're having what a day as our guest next week. Uh, (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) What a day, what a day, Tora. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, Tora, pleasure as always. Yeah. Love you. Love you too. Bye bye. Mhm. That was a nice call. Yeah. Taking the taking Tora's call is like 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 my grandmother calling me, and I know Tora's younger than me, which is funny, but that's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to uh, <laughs> what's going on, Dustin and Jesse. Talk you're up here for Dustin. What what's going on? Dustin. Nothing much. Nothing much, brother. But, hanging uh, and banging. Yeah, I'm down in Virginia Beach. What are you oh. doing down there? Uh, just uh, never been. So first trip down. So. Are you hanging out with Justin? He's down there. No, yeah. he's not. He he'll go down until the 14th. Oh, are you gonna <laughs> wait for him? 
No, I'm only down here a week. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Virginia Beach isn't that nice, is it? It's a nice place to visit. Have you been to any of the bars or restaurants there? Uh, I'm staying up for the bars because usually when I get to a, I go to a bar or something happens, someone runs their mouth, and then I end up fighting somebody, and I'm getting arrested. <laughs> you like so Jeff Hardy. You're, you're like Jeff Hardy and Seamus. <laughs> no, the, actually, actually uh, honestly, uh, uh, my bar fights are worse. More like the APA? No, we're in and stabbing somebody. <laughs> APA. You stabbed somebody? <laughs> Who are you stabbing? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Wait, not do you have a criminal names. record? No. Uh, honestly, I didn't get in trouble for it because the person started it. Oh. So we, so what? So you stabbed somebody and ran away? Is that what you're saying? No, I stabbed the person because they started. They run their mouth. They they wouldn't shut their mouth, and and then so so uh, one thing led to another, <laughs> and they threw a punch, and so I pulled my knife out and stabbed them. Well, he's strict. Wow, <laughs> he's strict, man. What'd you stab him with? It? Like a piece of. What'd you stab him with? Like a knife or like a piece of glass or like a toothpick or. Uh, my, my my knife I always carry on me. Now is it like a crocodile Dundee knife? When he was like, "That ain't a knife. This is a knife." Is it like that? Is a butt? Is a butter knife? No, oh, it's actually a switchblade knife. I carry with me everywhere I go. Now, don't okay. you think like if you were like, and I'm not saying you're not tough, but like, don't you feel like you wouldn't need a knife if you like could fight better? Well, it's just the fact that Orlando, uh, sometimes, sometimes at night, it gets it gets a little bit. There's stuff that happens after midnight. Sometimes I'm walking around downtown, and and usually I have to carry my knife. I got you. So, uh, Brady, I don't use that knife unless I have to. Do you ever use it you for like, like Dylan dinner? Needs some Harlem Nights. I got you. <laughs> do you ever do what, Brady? <laughs> do you ever use it for dinner? Like, rather than no, get up and get, like, a butter knife, you just use that? No, I only use that knife unless, unless my last man threatens Did you ever go no. to, like, stab somebody, but, like, the blood from the last guy is still on there? No. I actually cleaned my knife off. Do you make salads you with clean- that knife? <laughs> no. Okay. No, Brady. You don't, but, but you don't I, do you? I, I, no. I, I always use that knife when I have to. It's only when someone's starting in my life or, or they start a fight. That's what they're mad. That's the, that knife stays in my pocket. Now, there was, a, there was a guy that I grew up with. He carried a knife, but he would never fight with it. What he would do was pull it out and threaten to use it, and everybody would back down. It, do you do that, like just to try and get people to back down? Mm, unless they throw a punch, I, I don't have no reason to use the knife. Okay. Mm. I, I'm sorry, Brady. I, I'm just being honest. I, I've honestly not been in a no great need mood to apologize. The, past two, the, 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 the past two or three months, I've had a lot going Why? on. Uh, I just had some stuff going on. Uh, some you sounded like Mills Lane I, there. I, you were like, a lot of stuff going on. Let's well, get it on. Stuff, uh, no, Brady, there's just some stuff with my family that's going on I really can't talk about on the air. Okay. That's why I have some anger issues. Mm-hmm. You didn't stab a family member, did you? No, no, I'm just saying that okay. no, the stuff that's going on with my family is made me mad. 
That's why I'm permanently living in Florida. That's why I don't go home to Texas anymore. I got you. Now, and I'm only asking because I, like, care. Like, Abdullah the Butcher used to carry a fork around. Have you ever pulled out your knife and someone pulled out a fork? No. All my exes What would you do if somebody did? Yeah, me too. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know. I feel like if somebody pulled out a fork, I would order a steak. Mm, that sounds yeah, cool. well, yeah, you're funny, bro. I'm a little hungry. I'm a little hungry. You're funny. <laughs> so, Bernie, have you been watching any hockey lately? Uh, I mean, the Flyers have been doing good, but, uh, you know, I haven't really been watching a whole lot of it. Well, yeah, they got they, they got lucky in that one game. Uh, they got lucky in a couple games. I would say that they're pretty hot right now. Yeah, uh, uh, wait till the playoffs start. I'll be the first ones eliminated. <laughs> well, it don't matter because none of your teams are winning. So, you watch oh. NASCAR lately, Dustin? Yes, I, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, Kyle Busch has not won a race all year, and it's starting to upset me. <laughs> Is Kyle Busch the one that put the noose in the other guy's locker? Was that him? No, <laughs> no, Kyle. No, Kyle Busch is the guy that won the championship last season. And he's not won one race this season. And honestly, he's not going to win the championship if he'll win a race. How's Jeff Gordon doing? He's retired. No. He retired. What about like he retired Billy Bobby or whatever? Isn't there a Billy Bobby or something? No. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. That's him. Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. No. Yeah, that, the that, magic, was the movie, that was just the movie the they made up. Remember Magic Man? Yeah, I don't know a lot about cars. Um, I mean racing. Well, buddy, yeah. buddy, you should get into it and start watching it. It's, it's on every nah, Saturday it's boring. and It's boring. Oh, I don't yeah. like it. Have, well, have, they ever had where, like, have they ever had where, like, the cars broke down and they had to run across the finish line? Yeah, <laughs> so that actually happened one time. Talladega Nights. <laughs> was that, uh, I never saw Talladega Nights either. Oh, that was great. Well, um, Will uh, so, Bernie, I got a question to ask you. Okay. Can you think so when the dominant Mysterio versus Seth Rollins match at SummerSlam? Uh, <laughs> I think I think Seth Rollins is gonna win. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've been hearing other. I've been hearing things that they may give this one to Dominic uh, just because it's his debut. I just, I don't know. He's not a wrestler. Actually, yeah. uh, for what I've heard, actually, for what I've heard, he's been training for several years. Really? Yeah, he's been training for center. Yes, he has. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yes, I've heard Seth Rollins got my sources. Dom- Dominic Rollins. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Yes, that's what I've heard. Oh, you got your sources. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I did hear that he's been training. So, I, I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. Hopefully, it ain't gonna be where Dominic gets his eye poked out like Rey Mysterio. I was hoping that he got both his eyes poked out. Be like his dad, and or maybe like just like hanging out, like 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 um like ping pong balls, you know. Man, Brady, I, I actually matter of fact, I didn't watch 
boundary rules. So I've only because uh, honestly there was no need to watch that because I didn't want to see Rastero or, or or I just didn't want to see this feud. I'm to be honest with you. Uh, honestly, it's trash think, to have a fight. To have a feud do you think Alexa Bliss is trash. gonna? Do you think Alexa Bliss is gonna become Sister Abigail? Probably, most likely. Uh, let's see a heel turn coming. Probably. It seems like her and Nikki are done. So. Well, honestly, I didn't. I didn't like what the team did. No, that was like a little bit, a little bit too much. Oh, brother. Anything else? Wrong, I think we're good. Uh, okay, yeah. one more question. Uh, uh, do you think uh, who they still win? Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, or SummerSlam? I think Drew McIntyre is going to win, but I don't really think it matters. <laughs> they, they've been saying that they're going to keep the belt on Drew until they get back to live crowds. Although, well, yeah, but they could be like four years like this. Yeah, but honestly, if I had it my way, I would have to put the belt back on Seth. <laughs> I would like what? to see maybe if maybe if um. Yeah, Seth Rollins. I thought you were mad at him. Well, that's just my fantasy book. And if I, if I was running WWE, that's the decision I would have made. I would strip the title off McIntyre and get the title to Seth Rollins. Oh, my. Well, I, I would like to see Randy Orton win the title and have Drew McIntyre have it play out a long time and have Drew, like, chase it until WrestleMania and win it back. Yeah, honestly, I think I – think, uh, with Ric Flair being in Randy's corner for this match, I think that's going to be the reason why Randy probably won the title. <laughs> Woo. I think so, too. Wouldn't it be well, fun if Ric Flair won the belt? Just, 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 well, no, I'm just saying, Brady, that's the way you have Randy win and him causing distraction when, uh, and allow Randy to win the title. I'd like that. I'd be all right with okay, that. I mean, Randy Orton's been putting in some good work. I just hate to see them cut off Drew McIntyre, like, you know, at the knees, when, like, he's been doing good, because, like, it ain't his fault that, like, Raw isn't selling out anymore. It's not even um, his fault that, like, the record, that the ratings are so low. Go ahead. Well, uh, Brady, uh, okay, I got one question. Um, do you think we're eventually going to get the Bailey versus Sasha match, top for title match? I think I think they're going to do a slow build all the way to WrestleMania now. I, they clearly are slow building this. So. Okay, uh, okay. Since we're, since we're talking about that, who thinks they'll beat uh, Bailey and Sasha for the tag titles? Iconic. Iconic. Uh, maybe the riots. Maybe the riot squad eventually. Um, I think Shayna Baszler and somebody uh, from NXT is going to. Gonna uh, team up with Shayna and win the titles. Maybe, maybe Shayna Baszler's I'll... gonna win the Raw Women's Title. God, I hope not. Yeah, Shayna. <laughs> God, I hope not. I was hoping that they would do Nia Jax and Shayna versus versus Bailey and Sasha for the tag titles. I want to see Nia Jax versus Danny Bonaduce from the other night. I would love that. Yeah, it looks like Danny. Buddy. Poor Pat. Poor yeah. Pat Buck, by the way. <laughs> poor Pat Buck. Uh, I got one more thing to say for our go birdie. Okay. 
Here comes Kane. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> let's just say the theme was part of SummerSlam from Bray Wyatt, yeah. um, from, from Braun Strowman. Roller Reigns comes back and he beats the team. That, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, maybe. Maybe. That's what I see it happening. That, that's how I see it going. I see Strowman losing. And then, and then the Fiend gets the title for a while, and then Roman Reigns comes back and beats the Fiend. Well, I mean, I guess, but I don't think Roman Reigns is coming back anytime soon. Well, I heard I heard from a source of mine saying that, that there's a chance that he could be back for a feud against the Fiend. He could, but it might be in a year or two. Yeah, dang, I know. I honestly, honestly, if the Fiend gets the belt back, no one's going to beat him. Well, brother, let's hold our breath until he comes back. Well, I'll take what is Pete Rose at 500. <laughs> take care, man. Pete Rose. Bye. Good talking Bye. to you, Dustin. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, Black Sheep. <laughs> oh, and then man. there was one. And then there was one. One. Uh-oh. One to rule them all. One to <laughs> bind them. Yes. What's going on, Jesse? How you doing, brother? Hey, um, Okay. Yes. I admit it. I was wrong. In the end, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss did not generational. screw over Nikki Cross. Right. In the end, like I predicted, I was wrong. I admit it. You think Bray Wyatt is screwing her over? Um, I think she's uh, Sister Abigail. You really Uh do? So do you think she's in on this the whole time? Because I assumed it was like a mind game that he was playing with Braun where he could make himself look like her. I I really think she's... Everyone that comes in contact with the themed always changes. Mm-hmm. Always changes. Well, the theme can do magic, so. I'm just saying, every yeah. single person, Seth Rollins, heel now. Daniel Bryan had to shave off, he shaved off his beard. Everybody, Miz. John Cena retired. to being a heel. Yeah. So, John Cena went NWO. Oh, really? Well, he did. That's in the game. That was just a video thing, which wasn't really a match. I mean, it was part of the match. The 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 match that won it was AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. The Boneyard map. <laughs> hey. Wait, but Bray hey, Wyatt had hey, nothing to do with that. Very live match. That's what stole the show at WrestleMania. People are saying. I mean, it was good. I I enjoyed it, but I it could I have been know. better. It could have been better if the fans were there. If the fans had been, well, yes, there was one fan. It was tough in the yard. The building, but if there was, mm-hmm. if there had been an audience, I should say, 
and they were cheering <laughs> for AJ Styles versus mm-hmm. Undertaker, like Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels versus The Undertaker, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 25 type match. If they could do it, which they probably couldn't, but I mean, hey, AJ Styles. I would have liked it better if AJ Styles buried The Undertaker alive. Mm-hmm. I know, but they wanted Undertaker to go out on a on a high note. Mm-hmm. And so well, that was it. And now he's retired. Which I hopefully is for real. I was life. hoping he would come back now. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, you know, it was hard for him to to actually move around. Oh. He should do. Ever since WrestleMania, ever since WrestleMania 26, you could start to see Undertaker's body starting to take a toll on they all should... of his matches. They should use In CGI to have him fight Andre the Giant at WrestleMania. I would pay to see that. Mm-hmm. Just CGI it. Oh God. Uh, or a cart. Or a cartoon version. Undertaker like, versus a cartoon version of Andre the Giant. Like it would be amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the underground. Thing, I think they introducing the underground thing. And Tupac. Uh, <laughs> uh, what were we saying? Underground. Uh. Why? Why? Underground is Shotgun Saturday Night. I don't know what they... That's what they wanted to do with Shotgun Saturday Night originally. <laughs> Better than karaoke. Okay, here's it? an idea. <laughs> it is. Vince? Marginally. Vince? Marginally. Actually, I like karaoke better, I think. No. Drink some margaritas. <laughs> Kidding. Retire. <laughs> Let your son-in-law run the company. Oh, God, retire. We don't need you anymore. This one was Shane did it, though. From the grapefruit. Ratings are low. Ratings <laughs> are low. He's out of touch. Uh. for someone new. Who, Shane? You, you want to play, no. pal? Want to dance? Paul Levesque, <laughs> a.k.a. Triple H, who's been, groom- oh, he's been grooming since <laughs> who knows when. He's ready. Don't you think he should change. change his name to PL? Oh. <laughs> single P, single L. Mm-hmm. Or J- JPL. That's what he should be, JPL. Oh, boy. Jean-Paul Levesque. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jean-Paul <laughs> Levesque, you mean? Oh, God. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I like when he does his sidestep when he's coming out. Yeah, the Texas shoes there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, um, hey, on a on a serious <laughs> note, um, my uh, my thoughts uh, are go up to the families of all the victims of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. And, Jamie Noble. You know, it's it's really uh, sad what happened. Uh, oh, you're being everyone. serious. I'm sorry. I yeah, was listing people uh, that Shane Helms fought. Okay. No, I'm talking about the actual real hurricane that just happened. You know, it's really sad, but 
I've heard of that. Yeah. Kind of hard Isaiah Yeah or whatever. Everything. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of hard to see it right now with everything that's going on with the coronavirus. It's gone now, isn't it? The, the coronavirus? Yeah. No. The coronavirus. No, the, I, is still no, the hurricane is gone. The hurricane is gone. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. it just it's up left in like my Quebec area. Now. I, um, it just left my area. <laughs> Why don't they... You know what they should do? Um, they should make the hurricanes like a different color so that like you see them coming. Like if it's red, you would know. You know? Like if the if if the air was yeah. red when the hurricane went through, then like you would know that it's time to board up because you you see this red mess coming at you. Yeah. Not like it's John Cena canes. You can't see me. Oh, God. You know how they did Sharknado? I'm so glad that they didn't do, like, a coronavirus NATO. Like, how bad would that be? If, like, the virus oh, came in a tornado? Da, 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 da. And then, also, there was another, you know, bad thing that happened. That that huge explosion. Uh, I forgot what yeah. country it was in. But that that is absolutely insane. And then... Um, Bear- it was Bear- called an attack when it was just an accident. Uh, All right, guys. Yeah, well, I, just wanted to I don't know a lot about that, Jesse, my... but yeah, yeah. Take care, brother. Yeah, uh, you guys have a great night now. Uh, you too, man. Pleasure everyone. talking to you. I'm glad we were able to like right. have you on a little longer to uh, to actually talk about some yeah. real stuff. But it's you know how Ray is. And... He's always cutting me off. <laughs> it's not that. It's just getting late, bro. And you guys got probably got stuff to do tomorrow. <laughs> you got it, bro. <laughs> hey, man, take care. All right. I love you, man. And hopefully we talk to you real soon. Stay, stay safe. Stay safe. You too. You're a good brother. Yeah, you too. All right. Take care. <laughs> oh, man. What a night. What a night. So we were having... We were having some phone issues. A couple of us, um, actually, Stro, I know you dropped off a couple of times. I know Kathy dropped off. Uh, I know Ray mm-hmm. dropped off at one point. I even dropped off when Mike was going on about something or other. I like, I dropped out <laughs> and I called back in and he was still going. Didn't lose a beat. Uh, oh well. So, but uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, you know we got through the show tonight. It was a lot of fun. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> But I think we're good. I do. I do. Awesome. Um, d- did you have anything that you wanted to uh, to plug on the way out? Just WCW Retro Thursday night at 9 and then Stro's on at midnight on my Facebook yes. page, facebook.com. With the feature. Yes. Amazing the body I snatch. can't wait. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited. That, that, that'll be great. I can't wait for the intro. I, I could just watch your intros. I think they're amazing. I, I try. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> that is fun. That is fun. So anyway, um, thank you to everybody for checking out In the Room this evening. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Of course, Reckless, reckless Donnie Hart uh, really opening up and kind of getting at it. And it was, a, it was a, just a great interview, great time. Um, such a good guy. And uh, I'm, I'm so happy with the way that went. Um, anyway, uh, next week, actually, I, I kind of referenced it earlier. We're actually going to have Joe Lowry on the program, the uh, 
the, the what a day guy, as we've been uh, kind of playfully having fun. But he's, he's going to join us next week for a little bit. And uh, I'm, I'm really curious how this is going to go. Uh, but he's really been pushing for it. So I figure, what the heck? What the heck, Straw? I'm going to make another star. We're going to make a star next week. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Can't wait. <laughs> what a day. What a day. Um, so anyway, so that's, uh, so that's next week. Uh, and we're going to take calls as well, of course, as we always do, at 914-338-1885. So thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight. Thank you to Kathy, to Stro, to Ray, to Derek, to Matt, uh, to all the callers, each and every one of you guys. I love you all very much. Of course, uh, we'll be back next week on In the Room. Uh, don't forget to check out all the other fine programs on VOC Nation, including Wrestling with History tomorrow night, 9.30 Eastern. Uh, don't forget WCW Retro with Stro Maestro on Thursday, Rock and Roll Union on Saturday. I'm sure we'll throw some Briscoe and Big Ace in there as well. And Wrestling with Problems next Monday, Shelly Live, of course. Uh, if you missed that earlier in the evening, you can check out all these great shows, including Shelly Live, uh, on your favorite podcast platform. Just give a search for the VOC Nation Radio Network, and it'll, it'll pop right up on there. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. Buy a T-shirt, by the way. Go to VOCNation.com. Check out Pro Wrestling Tees. The link is up on VOCNation.com. Lots of great designs. More to come, including the, the Stro Maestro shirt. I, I got to get on him, Stro. I, I feel like it should have been out like a month ago, and I can't wait to see how this thing's going to look because everything he's sending so us is excited. great. I know, me yeah. too, but he's got to get on it, man. He's got to go faster. This is a results-driven business, pal. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you like what you hear, be sure to go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and a great review. If you didn't like it, still, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a great review. Go to Podomatic. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. VOCNation.podomatic.com. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Take care. Be safe. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Much love. See you later.